Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Shootout in Brooklyn as New Rochelle police arrest a man suspected of killing a taxi driver. His was good man. I'm Sean Adams in New Rochelle. Another city restaurant delivery worker is killed over the weekend, the 11th this year. I'm Marla Diamond on the Lower East Side. Teachers and government workers in New Jersey must be vaxxed by today or face regular testing. Hey, the Braves rallied past the Dodgers and take a 2-0 lead in the NLCS. And it was Geno Smith's overtime fumble that helped the Steelers beat the Seahawks in Sunday Night Football. We'll check our news radio archives for this date's milestones on Monday, the 18th of October. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Well, good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. I'm Linda Lopez. 49 degrees today, and we get up to a high of about 62 in the city. Police are searching for the person who stabbed a delivery worker, killing him on the Lower East Side on Saturday. Our WCBS reporter Marla Diamond is joining us now with the latest. Marla. Good morning, Linda and Wayne. 51-year-old delivery man Salomia of Brooklyn is the 11th food delivery man killed on the job this year. Police say he was stabbed to death near Sarah D. Roosevelt Park on the Lower East Side around 1 a.m. Saturday. He was found with slash wounds to the face and stabbed in the abdomen. His e-bike was stolen. The victim is one of thousands who crisscross the city to bring New Yorkers meals any time of the day, and co-workers are on edge. They've formed a group called the delivery boys to patrol the Willis Avenue Bridge connecting the Bronx and Manhattan. It's a popular route that delivery men traverse after their shifts. In a recent survey, 54% of delivery workers, many of them immigrants, reported being robbed. 30% were assaulted during the robbery. Workers are being told to watch out for an, any unusual signs during the delivery. The police do not know the motive for the killing of this particular delivery man on Saturday morning. Reporting live on the Lower East Side, Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880. A man wanted in connection with the murder of a cab driver in New Rochelle last week has been arrested yesterday after exchanging fire with the police in Brooklyn, in New York City. Our Sean Adams is at New Rochelle Police Headquarters with what happened. Sean. Well, you know, it's rare for New Rochelle to suffer through a murder. Uh, So when someone gunned down a taxi driver last week, New Rochelle Police went to work. They tracked a suspect to Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Yesterday morning, they moved in. The suspect started shooting. No one was hurt. 
Police took that uh, shooter into custody. At the Express City Taxi Company, prayers for 62-year-old Andres Valenzuela. Here's dispatcher Raul Bill Capoma. He was a good man. He was working hard. Sometimes he's working five, six, six seven days in the, in the night. He says since the murder, many drivers don't want to work that overnight shift anymore. They're fearful and they're sad for their friend. Live in New Rochelle, Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880. All New Jersey teachers, school staff, and state workers must get their COVID vaccines by today, or they'll be subject to weekly testing. Governor Murphy says testing will happen one or two times a week. The mandate for school employees applies to public and private schools for full and part-time workers. The state's largest teachers union has said it supports a vaccine mandate for its workers. The MTA is teaming up with the Department of Homeland Security to test our readiness if there's a bio attack. The researchers will be releasing a non-toxic gas into public places starting today, including in the parks and some underground subway stations. It's all across the five boroughs. It'll happen between now and October 29th. So if you see it going on, you'll know what's going on. Details about exactly where they'll be are not known. New York City has been tested before. They did it in 2016. So have other major cities as Washington, D.C. and Boston have. Thomas Jefferson's days are numbered in New York next. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Let's get the weather day ahead. Our chief meteorologist, Craig Allen, is here, and it's going to be nice today, Craig. It is. It's going to be very uh, nice, you know, for most of the afternoon, about 49 now, though, so it's also going to be cool. Temperatures this afternoon will be around 60. There will be a couple hours this afternoon where the clouds build in and uh, you get this brief passing shower or sprinkle. But I'll tell you what the nicest thing about yesterday was. Get on Twitter and take a look at some of those pictures of the rainbow that was seen over the city. And it all depends, of course, where you are and where the sun is in relation to that departing shower. But uh, that could happen again today as well. Tonight becoming clear and chilly with lows in the upper 40s in the city, near 40 in the suburbs. Tomorrow it's a Another mostly sunny day and a high near 65. But right now, 49, humidity 77%. Our first time below 50 for this fall season, for the city anyway. And today's high will be near 60. Craig, you mentioned the rainbow yesterday. I just want to hear, Linda, take a look at that on my phone there from yesterday. Did you take that picture? No filter. The, the lighting was amazing. And people from all over, not just New York area, but up into New York State, up into the Adirondacks uh, and into the Berkshires, were all taking pictures of this beautiful rainbow. I wish we could do your picture justice on the radio here. This is beautiful how it's arching over some city buildings and looks so perfectly clear. That was taken from Manhattan Avenue in Greenpoint. And what really caught my eye was I didn't notice a rainbow coming out of the store, but I noticed all these people up and down the sidewalks with With their their phones phones out (laughs) with big smiles, some hugging each other. It was a spiritual moment. It was really something to see. I saw many pictures from downtown Manhattan all the way from up in the Bronx. It was very, very cool. Well, stock futures are indicating, and now we're getting into serious stuff, unfortunately, but stock (laughs) futures are indicating a lower open this morning. Dow down at 111. S&P futures down 16. NASDAQ down 66 this morning. And the statue of Thomas Jefferson that stands in New York City's council chambers may be headed out of there after nearly two centuries in that spot. A city panel is expected to vote today on whether to loan the statue to the City Historical Society. Jefferson's history as a slave owner led to the push to remove him from the chambers where he stood since 1833. City Council Speaker Corey Johnson and four other council members signed a letter to Mayor de Blasio in 2020 after the killing of George Floyd asking for that Jefferson statue to be removed. 
But the statue first came under fire in 2001 when then-council member Charles Barron called for it to be removed and replaced with an image of Malcolm X. On the Monday Morning News Roundup, our 88 Seconds and Sound straight ahead. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. It is the Morning News Roundup on Monday. I'm Wayne Cabot. I'm Linda Lopez. Time for our three things to know. Number one, former President Clinton out of the hospital following treatment for an infection. Second thing, the U.S. is trying to secure the release of 17 people with a missionary group kidnapped by a gang in Haiti notorious for killings, kidnappings, and extortions. These missionaries were affiliated with an Ohio-based religious organization. And number three, it's time now for our 88 Seconds in Sound from our news archives for this date, October 18th. Two more cases of anthrax were confirmed today. This date brought another in the 2001 anthrax attacks that killed five. This one hit home for us in our CBS broadcast center. The other works in my office as my assistant here at CBS News in New York. Who mailed those anthrax letters? Well, to this day, we still can't say. 1977, a dysfunctional Bronx clubhouse stops being a madhouse long enough to win the World Series. Sports director Ed Ingalls. The Yankees season became baseball soap opera. Owner George Steinbrenner repeatedly on the verge of firing manager Billy Martin. Martin feuded with Reggie Jackson. And one day in June up in Boston, the manager had to be restrained from physically assaulting his high-salaried outfielder. Thurman Munson was miffed at Jackson because of Reggie's remarks in a magazine article that downgraded the catcher who had been the American League's most valuable player the previous year. Worse yet, team turmoil fell five and one-half games behind the Red Sox in early August. Yankee left fielder Lou Pinella says it was then that the best team that money could buy began to straighten out. Every place we went, really, we were just a circus of the American League, the laughingstock of the American League. Uh, the Yankee millionaires, the best team money can buy, uh, they can't even get along together, much less play baseball, you know, so... Uh, we finally said, look, let's get this damn thing straightened out. Let's start playing baseball. If we lose, let's go down like champions. Let's not go down like clowns. Jackson and the Yanks had saved their best for last. Reggie hits three successive pitches for homers. And the Yanks take the sixth series game from the Dodgers and capture the world championship. Reporter Art Athens describes the Yankee Stadium scene. old friends from Queens, Simon and Garfunkel, reunited on Saturday Night Live in 1975 with a new song, and though it would be their last song, My Little Town's final three seconds would inspire three Manhattan brothers, AJR, to make a hit of their own in 2021. This is October 18th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.